0: Welcome back. I thought this would be a good time of year to check in with Rick Doane from Interfaith Social Services here in Quincy for a little update before things get really crazy when September rolls around. So, Rick, uh, thanks for joining us remotely today. Appreciate the opportunity, as always, to talk to you. It's great to be speaking with you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Oh, always a pleasure. And uh, like I said, I know things are going to start to heat up big time Uh, not that they ever slow down at Interfaith. Uh, I'm sure with the economy the way it is, you're seeing um, more and more people come to your doors.
1: Yeah, it actually has been uh, pretty remarkable since about March, when gas prices started going up. Um, we saw inflation go up, and our numbers in our food pantry have grown significantly since then. Uh, luckily, we have amazing volunteers, many of whom are Quincy residents who are there helping us. We have great donors who are helping us to to afford to keep up with this demand. Um, so. We're, we're definitely
0: seeing more people coming in, but we're keeping up with it. Are you impacted just like everybody else, Rick, by the uh, rising cost of groceries? Absolutely.
1: Um, you know, there used to be staples that we could depend on from places like the Greater Boston Food Bank, and they've been hit and we've been hit there. And so we have to pay retail prices for some of the items we give out to our clients. And the amount of money we're spending on food every month has been increasing and increasing. And um, we're, we're hoping that inflation sort of stabilizes and we can uh, have some more, uh, be able to plan from a better place.
0: I'm curious, um, have you seen folks that may have been kind of on the brink prior to this rise in inflation, you know, be pushed to the to the place where they actually have to reach out to you for the first time?
1: You know, we don't have anything where we can say, this is exactly what it was, or this percentage, all we know is the number of people we're serving. Um, So comparing last July to this July, we served 20% more people this July than we did last July. Um, So it's a variety of reasons why people are coming in. um, But one of the big things is the economy.
0: Are you concerned at all about, I mean, winter really is not that far off um, and folks are going to be paying more to heat their homes. Are you concerned about that? And are there things that you can do at Interfaith to help people with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're really the last level of support. If somebody came to us um, and a utility bill was going to be turned off or they needed help with oil, we're going to refer them first to QCAP because QCAP has the, the, the ability to connect them with federal funding. Um, And so we hope that the federal government will recognize what's going on and will will increase that funding, but there's always people that that aren't going to qualify for that or people who can't, like undocumented individuals, where we end up being one of their only options. And so those are the people that will step in and help um, to keep those basic utilities on to make sure that, that kids don't go cold this winter. I know it's something crazy to think about in the middle of, you know, 80 degree weather, um, but we're definitely bracing for that.
0: How important is it, Rick, that, um, you know, free school meals have been approved for at least one more year? Oh, I, I hope
1: Massachusetts adopts it forever, like California did, You know, saying this is something we're gonna plan on um, because we used to see, we still do see an, an increase in the number of clients coming in during the summer because they need to feed their kids. Um, and we're going on three years. People have come to expect these school lunch and school breakfast. So I hope that Massachusetts rallies and this becomes something that we're committed to as a state
0: Speaking of, uh, school, uh, back to school, not too far away, and I know that every year Interfaith uh, provides backpacks to a lot of your food pantry clients. How's that drive going this year?
1: It's going great.
0: You know, it's amazing
1: to be in a place like Quincy. Fox Rock donated almost 200 backpacks full of school supplies, um, and those are all going out to the kids served by our food pantry. There are um so many different local businesses and individuals that have donated backpacks with school supplies and i always think about you know the little kids on the school bus that 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 kid you see getting off that school bus might just be wearing a backpack that you donated um and so i love it because it's a representation of our community mobilizing to help other community members in need
0: for folks who aren't aware of the program maybe you could tell us a little bit about how it works and how they might be able to donate yeah Um, So at this point, we're just winding down,
1: but every July, throughout the whole month of July, we are collecting backpacks with school supplies so that during the month of August, all the families with children that visit our food pantry will receive a backpack with school supplies to help defray the cost. You know, a family that's struggling to put food on their table struggles to pay $50 for the backpack and school supplies for a new school year. So it's getting kids, uh, you know, kicking things off on the right foot and showing them the importance of education. In addition, we distribute through our food pantry, uh, five books to each child who visits the food pantry under 12. Um, So it's all part of an initiative to help show the importance of education and uh, fill the minds of our clients and not just their
0: bellies. I remember last time we talked, you put out a special call uh, for folks to donate uh, books, and I cautioned you to be careful what you wish for. Um, How's that going? It's going great. Last year, we distributed 12,000 books to kids
1: 12 and under, most of whom live here in Quincy. So these are families that struggle to make ends meet, and now they have books on the shelves for their kids. Um, So we love all the books coming in, and we're not slowing down anytime soon, and we're still asking for more book donations. Kids' books. We'll take all books, but specifically kids 12 and under are the books we're looking for.
0: And the backpacks, Rick, uh, I know that you like them to be kind of stocked, right, with school supplies uh, if they're donated
1: yeah we have it on our website if okay. you go to our website people can see the list of things we look for in the backpacks and we're we're all set for this year okay but if people want to plan on next year and what they'd like to donate we're definitely going to need
0: it okay curious too about your uh is a plant grow share program I mean I know that with the drought this year it's probably been challenging for a lot of backyard gardeners but how did that go you
1: know, the plant grow share it, we always have Uh, vegetables trickling in throughout the summer people just stopping by with zucchinis or cucumbers or tomatoes Um, and the purpose of this is to grow fresh produce for clients but it's also the main purpose is to tell people donate fresh produce to Mm. food pantries and not just shelf-stable items we need apples and oranges and and that's one of the most important things we can give out to all of our clients and it's universally culturally appropriate, fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, and we wanna recognize that and, and be inclusive for all the communities we serve.
0: Do you still have your, uh, your side yard uh, garden there at Interfaith? We do. do. I gotta say, it's not, if we have a local Girl Scout troop that they yep. planted every summer, and we're grateful for them. Sure. Is you, know, you brought up the issue of um, inclusiveness. Is language barriers an issue at Interfaith? Do you have uh, folks on staff or volunteers that can deal with that, Rick?
1: Yeah, actually the city uh, supplies an interpreter for half of our shifts okay. to the food pantry. Um, and then we work with Boston Chinatown Neighborhood Center with funding from the Arbella Insurance Foundation to fund an interpreter for all the rest of the shifts so that anytime somebody comes to the food pantry, we have somebody who speaks Mandarin and Cantonese to be able to communicate with our clients. And we're grateful for that, to be able to serve all the communities and cultures um, that come to our food pantry and help them feel welcome and supported.
0: Well, I know that beginning today, actually, you have a new initiative um, to get folks uh, personal hygiene items, which are becoming very, very expensive these days. Well,
1: today, the announcement is going out through email. Um, But this is something we've been dedicated to for a while. It started with diapers, where we said we want to distribute diapers to the children served by our food pantry. And each year we're distributing 60 to 70,000 diapers. And then we said, Okay, let's take the next step, feminine hygiene products. This past year, we distributed 80,000 pads and tampons to the women served by our pantry. These are basic necessities. And one of the things we heard the most from our clients was requesting hygiene items, toilet paper, incontinence products, um, soap, shampoo, deodorant, dish soap, toothbrushes, toothpaste, things that can't be purchased with any government uh, programs, WIC or SNAP. And so we are committed to providing those items to all the clients that come in it's going to cost about $100,000 more this year to do that, but we're hoping that people will step up with financial donations and do drives in the community. We're actually asking people, we prefer hygiene items over food. If somebody's going to do a collection, we'd prefer if they collected shampoo and soap instead of... Um, macaroni and pasta and tomato sauce. We can get those items through the greater Boston food bank and other sources, but hygiene items are more difficult. Um, so that's really a shift that we're going through right now, emphasizing that I met with uh, many of the religious leaders here in Quincy and asked them to try to shift over what they're collecting in their uh, houses of worship. Um, so it represents the needs of the community.
0: Why is it that those products are harder to get, Rick, than food?
1: Because we can't get them through the Greater Boston Food Bank. Okay. So the Greater Boston Food Bank is where we can get um, federal food for free, state food for free. We can source low cost items. Occasionally, they'll have some hygiene items and we'll scoop them up as soon as we do. But we have to pay retail prices for those items. And so where we can buy the equivalent of 10 boxes of mac and cheese. When somebody goes out and buys a box of mac and cheese off the shelf retail, we can source it much cheaper. Um, The hygiene items we can't, and we need the community's help. We have some partnerships we're working with to try to get some volume pricing on the, and we're serving over a thousand households a month. That's a thousand, you know, bars that's two thousand bars of soap because we want to give them each too right. that's thousands of rolls of toilet paper so um we're just it's definitely a change in how we distribute things and how we talk about things but it's a need that's existed for a while
0: so are these things that you would like folks just to bring right to interfaith on adam street and drop them off there bring yep
1: bring them to interfaith or do a collection assemble a bag of hygiene items what would you like to get Bring that in in a bag, and then we can give it right out to a client, or donate on our website because we do have some volume um, volume partnership agreements with other nonprofits, so we can go out and start purchasing some of these items at much lower than retail prices. Um, so whether somebody's going to donate online or collect in person, we'd be grateful.
0: Okay, have you reached out at all to any of the manufacturers of these products to see if there's a charitable arm that that they might benefit from?
1: We have, um, we're working on it, but most of the time, uh, those types of places wanna give monetary donations, not in-kind donations. It's kind of weird. Um, Some places do in-kind, and we've worked with our partners at Stop and Shop. They've been able to get quite a number of donations of in-kind products and, and hygiene products, and we're so grateful for their partnership. They're a great, great resource here in Quincy.
0: That's great to hear. I, I know that um, Roach Brothers, again, was a, was a major donor to Interfaith. Uh, of course, they, they have left. Have you reached out to the new H Mart?
1: We have, we reached out to them. We're hoping when things settle down, we'll be able to start um, you know, rescuing, re- rescuing some of the food that they're not using. Um, and so we're, we're hoping they reach back out to us.
0: let's talk about some events coming up. Um, uh, Halloween's not far off, uh, Harvest Helpers, and then of course, oh, you have a little gala every year at the end of the year, Rick.
1: That's right. (laughs) Uh, So first Halloween, uh, we wanna make sure, so this is our 75th anniversary. Wow, okay. Social services. Um, And for 75 years, we've been focused on helping children and families in Quincy and throughout the South Shore and one of the ways we do that is by bringing joy. And Halloween costumes is one way that we can do that. So we're asking for donations of new Halloween costumes on our social media channels right now we're looking for ideas. So if people want to go to Facebook, they want to go to Instagram, tell us what the the popular costumes are going to be this year. Oh okay. What their kids are thinking about and we're putting an Amazon wish list together so people can just go on buy it and it ships it directly to Interfaith. And then we're doing a one day distribution to our clients where the kids and parents will be able to come in and pick out their costumes and get, you know, some fun Halloween items and treats and um, just the purpose of bringing joy to children here in Quincy and throughout the South Shore.
0: Okay, well, I mean, it's not too soon. The Halloween candy has been out at the stores for a month now already,
1: so. uh... Well,
0: I can't talk about
1: produce too much and then say we need candy. So <laughs> We're not looking at candy. The kids can go out and source candy on their own okay. Okay. after they get the costume, um, but we'll give them a little pumpkin, you know, some things that they can do, some fun things for Halloween. Um, but like you mentioned, our gala is how we fund many of these initiatives. Yeah. It's our biggest night of the year in December, and we are looking for sponsors. Um, we're looking for donors. We're looking for restaurants. That will come in and do the dine around reception, uh, beer, uh, tasting. We need help, and uh, it's gonna be a great night. We already have a lot of people signed on, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Tickets are available on the website. So, where is it? When is it? And Granite Links. We love working with Granite Links. It's Friday, December 2nd. Um, it's gonna be a great night. Lots of fun, live music, games, um, great restaurants. Um, it's my favorite night of the year.
0: And I'm guessing it's totally in-person now, Rick? No no more uh, remote broadcast? That's right. Uh, broadcast? Okay. Yep. All in-person,
1: um, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing everybody.
0: Are there any COVID uh, concerns at Interfaith? I know uh, uh, early in the pandemic you were concerned about the volunteers being exposed, are there still well, precautions?
1: Yeah, it's still, it's something that's ongoing. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we need is volunteers. Uh, We constantly need more volunteers. We're looking for people to commit to a three-hour shift. Our volunteers are amazing, Um, but you know the nature of COVID. We've had people calling out that they have been exposed, or they need to quarantine, or they tested positive. Um, And so we'll have a fully uh, stocked, you know, a fully a full staff of volunteers, and then we'll have some people who are away on vacation. Some people are out sick and then all of a sudden it becomes very difficult to operate the food pantry. Um, So we're always looking for more volunteers to help operate the pantry, work in our thrift shop, stock shelves. Um, We love our volunteers.
0: Yeah, we had, uh, as you saw our story earlier about uh, your Maddie Lang uh, inductees. Uh, Those are just 17, I'm sure there are many more uh, that are deserving of mention.
1: We have 130 volunteers that are coming in every week, the best people in the world.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the, the New Directions Counseling Center, only because that's how Interfaith got started 75 years ago.
1: That's right. Um, it is serving more clients
0: than ever. Um, you know,
1: a lot of people, I've heard them say it's a shame that the pandemic has caused so much mental illness or that the pandemic has caused so many people. The pandemic is, was, has been a triggering event. But the pandemic, I don't think what it's done is to eliminate some of the stigma. More people are comfortable talking about mental illness and addiction and more people are reaching out. And that is a great thing that people are getting the help that they need. Um, And so we hope more people will reach out. At Interfaith, we're committed to breaking down all the barriers we can. Um, So the first four sessions are available for free when people come in but also we're looking to expand it. So we're looking for uh, a suite of offices in the Quincy area that we can bring in and have more therapists. Um, so anybody who has some office space available, we're, we're interested in talking.
0: Rick, always appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and hopefully we uh, got some good information out to the community for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Joe.